the AI in our future. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Byron Reese, author and futurist and CEO of GigaOM. Welcome, Byron. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Give us a brief summary of your background, especially as it relates to artificial intelligence. Um, I've been a tech entrepreneur my whole life. And I noticed along the way that uh, it feels like the story of the internet and computers and all of that is developing to something, a crescendo of some kind. It really is transforming things in a way we never imagined. And I think that's kind of peaking with this technology, artificial intelligence. And so I've, I've been deeply interested and I write about it constantly. So as we look into the decade of the 2020s, what is the AI you see in the future? What, what form or application of AI will change the life for the greatest number of people soonest? So one of the problems with the term AI is it's used to mean two different things. And one is a general AI, like what you see in the movies, like the robots and all of that. And that's the technology we don't know how to build. Nobody knows how to build. And, and if it's possible, it's far away. But the technology we do know how to build, we call narrow AI. And that's where we train a computer to do one thing really well. It can play chess or route you through traffic or, or whatnot. And that's the technology that is actually going to have a huge impact on the world. Some people think that it's going to cause mass unemployment as computers do more and more things that people uh, have done in the past. But I think this is not true in, in the least bit. In fact, what's going to happen is the technology is going to create so many things that we can do with it that we're going to have a huge shortage of people to do all of those things. And that may sound counterintuitive, but we've seen it happen before, like with the internet. That wasn't even that long ago. And if 25 years ago, if somebody had told you about the internet and said, what's it going to do to jobs, you would have said, well, it's going to put the stockbrokers and travel agents and newspapers out of business. And you would have been right. We've been right about everything. But what no one can ever see is all the things it'll create. They didn't see Uber and Etsy and eBay and Amazon and Google and, and a million new companies. So the, the reason the technology is sometimes frightening to people is because you can see the things it'll destroy, but never, we don't have the imagination to be able to see the things it'll create. So then what kind of breakthroughs are needed for AI to become a generalist? Like 5G, more computer power? A compute power, better software? I mean, what, what's needed? For to create general AI? Correct. Well, that is an exceptionally good question. Um, we don't know how to build it, but 95% of people in artificial intelligence believe it can be built. And they believe that because of a simple, single belief, and that is that people are machines. So if people are machines, then it stands to reason someday we'll build a mechanical person and that'll get better and better and better and better. And so while nobody knows how to build it, everybody said, look, if you could build a computer that could do everything your brain could do, it would be like you. The interesting thing is when I put that question on my website, do you believe you're a machine? Only 15% of people uh, say they think they are. And so there's this huge disconnect. So if you don't believe you're a machine, then we'll never build general intelligence because you can't build a machine to do what a person does. If you do believe you're a machine, as 95% of people in AI do, um, they would argue that we're still a breakthrough away 
that what we don't know how to do is we can train an AI if we have a lot of data that's well labeled and we can say this is a cat and this isn't a cat. What we don't know how to do is what's called a, a well, a learner that you plug into the internet and it just figures everything out. And we don't know how to do that. And one final thing on that, you can train a person with the data set of one. I could show you a drawing, a, a child, a drawing of a cat and they could spot cats. Uh, even if they didn't look that much like my drawing. Computers, we don't know how people do that. It's still very mysterious. And computers can't do anything like it. And so we need to figure that out. So then what technologies, use cases, maybe uh, companies or trends even, should business leaders follow to prevent AI from catching them by surprise? Well, the, the narrow AI, the stuff we know how to do, that's a technology that's ready for today. And, and the way kind of to stay on top of it is figure out ways to implement it in, in your enterprise. You don't need a data scientist or necessarily even, even to do it. AI is good at doing three kinds of things. It can do tasks that two people would do exactly the same, like data entry or toll booth, toll booth operator. It can do tasks that require less than one second of cognitive thought. If a person can figure it out in a second, maybe we can build an AI to do it. And it can play games really well. And so there are things in businesses that look like games. And by that, I mean, they have rules, they have points, they have winning, they have losing. Um, those are places that, you know, we, we've seen AI do well in games. And so if you can look around your business and say, what looks like a game? I mean, like, let's say you were an elevator maker and you want an AI to figure out where the elevator should rest on which floor when it's waiting for people. That looks like a game. It costs something to move it and, and you don't want people to wait. And so that looks like an AI kind of problem. So you've identified what we know we can do. What AI driven social impact or ripple effect have we not paid enough attention to? Well, that's kind of the challenge, isn't it? If you had said with the internet, you know, how's it going to change society? You wouldn't have been able to see, you know, the, the controversy around how people are using Facebook, for instance. It's so far removed. You see, when, when the new technology comes out, you can only ever see it in terms of the old, what it replaces. So when TV came out, they said it's radio with pictures. When, um, well, and so forth. Everything, you can only see what you knew before and you try to interpret the, the new technology that way. And so we're at a stage with AI where we don't have the kind of the mental wherewithal to figure out what could possibly go wrong because any more than you could have seen what the internet would become. Who would have seen Uber and, you know, that, oh, you can sell everything in your, in your uh, attic. I mean, when the internet came out, it was like, oh, it's, a, it's an online library. See, we saw it as, what it replaced. It's a replacement for mail. It lets you send letters between people. And so it was a way to, to do things we used to do before, but electronically. And, and so we couldn't have ever seen it. Nobody could have seen it. You'd be a billionaire today if you could have. And so AI is the same way. I'm, I, I wish it were, weren't so. Byron Reese, author and futurist and CEO at GigaOM. If somebody wants to connect with you, Byron, maybe they want to check out your podcast or get your copy of your book. Um, how can they do that? 
I'm the easiest guy in the world to find. I'm Byron Reese on Twitter. I'm byronreese.com. Just type my name into your search engine of choice and you'll have more ways to contact me than you would ever want. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Byron. Thanks for having guys, me. <laughs> absolutely. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.